Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Where have all the buyers gone? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, Ryan is off this week, so it will be myself guiding you through what's going on in the Vancouver market. June stats are officially out. We touched on what they would look like last week, but the big headline that you're going to hear mostly is that sales are down. Sales volumes. Buyers have completely moved to the sidelines now, and this is definitely shown in the numbers. So right off the top, about 2,450 homes sold in the month of June here in the GVRD. That is down to 35% from the record sales we saw last year in 2021. Um, It's also 16% lower than what we had last month. So June, yes, typically people do start to pull back in typical cycles as the summer months come up, but this is unquestionably pronounced. Obviously, we can't have year over year over year of record-breaking sales, but here we are uh, sitting quite a bit lower. And also, this is the third month in a row now, uh, where we've seen pretty significant declines in sales volumes. So over almost the last two years, we've been talking about how sales have been well above the 10-year average. Well, last month, 23% below that 10-year average. So a real significant pullback. Um, We can also expect going into summer now, into the typical cycles that are starting to come back here, July and August will be slow months for sales. They just are. Um, People here haven't had a real summer in a couple of years, thanks to COVID, and people are out now. And and they're definitely shifting their focus out of real estate. So they're going to start to enjoy summers, travel. We're hearing all about the travel delays uh, because they just simply can't handle the volume of people out there wanting to just travel and get around. So 35% here in GVRD, this is way more pronounced as well uh, in the Fraser Valley, which saw about a 43% decline in sales volumes over this time last year. That's significant, 43%. I mean, yeah, you got to think that the frothiest, the most active areas like the Fraser Valley last year have pulled back the most. You know, it's it's reminiscent again when we saw West Vancouver detached homes, the luxury market absolutely go ballistic back in 2016. They were the ones that were hit the hardest price-wise when things swung back the other way. Now we're seeing this in the Fraser Valley. They had the highest sales volume increase. Now it's coming back. Things are settling back down to what will ultimately become likely normal numbers again. Um, Also emulating this kind of sales volume decrease is Toronto. The GTA area saw a 41% decrease in sales volumes compared to June of last year. So big, big numbers swinging the other way here and uh, expect to be a pretty, pretty dry summer. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because here we go. Now your your typical home that you go buy, uh, you can buy it with full subjects. You can buy it 
uh, with, within a negotiation where you're often buying under asking price. And this is what buyers were dreaming of just a three, four short months ago. And yet now that homes can be purchased without competing and going in blind and throwing in these over ask offers, buyers are on the sidelines. Yes, I understand we're in a changing time here. Interest rates are way up. Uh, infl- inflation, excuse me, way up. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a different temperature out there right now. But uh, again, it, it's interesting to watch buyer behaviors when they would rather almost compete than, than have options here. Um, again, yes, there are a lot of outlying circumstances that are weighing on these decisions. Um, but again, something that we'll probably come back to uh, more of a median line in the upcoming months here. So let's switch over now to the new listings that hit the market. Uh, 5,250 new listings, new homes hit the market in June. Um, Less than there were last year, about 10% less new listings in the month than June of 2021. Uh, But well off of what we saw in May, about 18% less new listings uh, from the month before in May. But even with over 5,000 new listings, total inventory only reached about 10,425. That's a net increase of only 415 homes from the month before. Um, So you take the month before, total active, plus all the new listings, minus last month's sales, there's a discrepancy there of about 2,400 homes. And why is that? Well, 2,400 homes have been taken off the market. Either they expired, the listing did, and they didn't relist it, or... Uh, they terminated the listing. Sellers can terminate if they're not getting either the number or activity levels that they want. So right now, that's very reminiscent of people who have, let's say, listed within the last month or two, and they're not seeing the activity levels that they maybe expected, thinking that the February-March market was still here. It is not. It is gone. So people listing, thinking they're going to get that crazy number, crazy multiples, very, very few and far between are doing that right now. So a lot of people are just like, no, let's just take it off, see where the dust settles. Maybe we'll revisit this in in fall because, of course, the summer is going to be slow. So that's why we're seeing such a, a big difference in, in homes being taken off the market and why inventory is sitting pretty low still. Um, it's uh, about 4% less than it was last year and also 4% less than it was last month. Um we have seen now six months of inventory gains, but I mean, it barely moved the needle here in June. Summer, as I mentioned, will be super dry for listings. Do not expect to see too many new ones coming. And it's going to be hard to really even crack 11,000 total active listings here. It's probably going to hover around that number for a couple months here. And as we have touched on a few times before, you need like a sustained fourteen to 15,000 active listings to really get into a proper balanced market. And I don't mean just the tip of the balanced market. I mean, in the middle of a balanced market. So speaking of which, where are we in the market? Well, the sales to active listings ratio is what depicts this. This is really taking how many homes sold compared to how many are actively listed. Simple little algorithm here, a little piece of math, but it is very indicative of of the landscape out there. Right now, we're sitting at about 23.5% sales to active listings ratio. While that is down 6% from last month, it's still over 20%. And 20% is that threshold that depicts a seller's market. So we're still in seller's market. We're three months downward trend. And you got to think, three months ago, the sales to active listings ratio was 54%. We're now down to 23 
That is a very rapid change in the market. That is literally uh, like falling off a cliff type of graph here. Um, but how is it still a seller's market? Well, again, this low inventory, it's kind of propping up the last little bit of it here. Um, we're going to likely dip into balanced pretty soon. Um, again, because sales are going to pull back so much in the next coming months here. Um, gosh, I think... I think it's going to kind of be, again, the tale of two stories. You've got this low inventory holding it up. You've got the low sales over here. And it's just going to kind of be status quo here for a couple months. But let's break it down by property type because these uh, different properties tell a very different story. For example, detached homes. Once the hottest uh, property type here, uh, gosh, even up until about four months ago, we're now well into a balanced market for detached homes, sitting at about 14.3% in that ratio, um, down 4%. And uh, this is now the second month in a row, detached homes have been in balanced territory. So if that's something that you're considering buying, you can get out there and have more options and definitely be able to negotiate price a lot easier than you were able to over the last two years. Townhomes, on the other hand, um, down 4%, down 12%, the month before, but still well into seller's market at 31.5%. Um, apartments too, condos, 30% sales active listings ratio. So still being held up by low inventory and enough sales to get it there. Both of these are obviously dropping as well, but they've got uh, a fair amount to go before these are even going to touch the balanced market area. Okay, now everybody's favorite, price. What is going on with price? We'll start with the HPI, uh, as we always do here. And just so you know, the HPI, how is it calculated? Well, it's kind of, it's modeled after the consumer price index, how they model inflation, which arguably isn't perfect either. But it's basically, you know, CPI measures um, price change or the rate of price change for a basket of goods and services, which typically, you know, includes things like food, clothing, and transportation. So, of course, instead of measuring goods and services, the HPI measures the rate of housing price change over time, taking in account the type of homes sold. So it kind of pushes out the outliers and focuses really on what people are buying. Anyway, it's a lagging indicator. It does, it's, it's relevant, but it's not the whole story. So that's why we look at three price indexes here. Anyway, HPI, $1,236,000. That's your HPI price today. Um, obviously we're still up from this time last year, about 12 and a half percent, but the HPI dropped 2% last month. And that's, that's a big change for a lagging indicator. So we're down 2%, uh, price wise here off the HPI. That is the second decrease in a row. We haven't seen two months of back-to-back -back decreases in two years. So this is significant. This is really showing and telling what is happening with price changes in the market here. But Again, let's look at the other price metrics. Number one, median. Median is down $38,500 last month alone. We are now sitting at exactly $900,000. That is down 10%. We're off uh, for four months now, four-month decline. We're down $100,000 off of the median all-time high, which was a million bucks. 10% down. Okay. Average price down $59,000 last month to $1,221,000. Also, has a four-month consecutive decline, also down 10%. That's about $125,000 during that time. So, 
Detached median, also worth touching on because detached, as you can see here, being in a balanced market already is moving the most. Um, both the median and average price declines for detached homes is down $210,000 off of its highs. That is the property type that is getting hit the hardest. It's the one that increased the most. Pendulum swung the most out. It's going to start swinging back. And that is already being seen now. So let's break it down a little bit more um, by property type. So our single family homes, the detached, like we just touched on, uh, about 650 sold last month, but 48% reduction in sales. So again, the focus is coming off of detached homes. And again, this is largely surely based on the price point. If your average detached home is well over 2 million bucks, it is the hardest home to get into, especially in a rising interest rate environment where your purchasing power has been declined by upwards of 15%. Okay, so average detached home now, $2,058,000. Uh, of course, we're up 13.5% from last year, but down 1.7% from just last month. Condos, uh, about 1,325 sold last month. 25% decrease in sales volumes from last year. Um, what's your typical condo cost today? About $766,000, up around 12.5% from last year, but down, like detached, 1.7% from last month. Lastly, townhomes, 465 sold. 36% decrease in sales volume in your townhomes. That includes, you know, like your half duplexes. Um, $1,115,000 is the price to get into your typical townhouse today in GVRD. And uh, what do we got here? 17.8% increase from this time last year, but 2.2%. Our biggest decreaser was in the townhome market last month, a 2.2% decrease from May. Okay, a couple other metrics to touch on here before I give you my predictions on what to expect next. Um, days on market. Understandably, days on market is increasing. This was very expected. Um, it's only up one from last month, but we're at 10 days. 10 days is the average time in June to list a home before the deal goes firm on a sale. Um, this is off the bottom, which we saw early in 2022. All-time low for days on market is eight, and now we're up to 10. For reference, in the last down market that we experienced back in 2019, the average days on market was 25. So we've got quite a ways to go, but we are trending in that direction. Now, the price per foot metric has gone down as well. I mean, every price metric is going down right now. Down another $31 a foot last month to $826 per foot. This is down a total of 60 bucks per foot since hitting its all-time high in February of this year. Um, oh, here's one that people may like. Percent of list price to sale price. Uh, if something sells over ask, it sells for over 100% of the asking price or list price. We are now at 99.1%, meaning 0.9% under the list price is what typical homes are selling for. Uh, that's down 1.6% off the previous month and is the fourth month of decreases in a row, down a total of 6.5%. So this is the first time that this metric is showing that homes are selling under asking price dating back to August of 2021. So a full 11 months ago. Cool. So that's a snapshot of what is happening last month. Now, what do I predict is going to happen moving forward? So far, Bank of Canada has increased rates by a full one and a quarter percent. 
So huge and most impactful way to change housing prices is to increase rates. Obviously, if you can't buy as high, sorry, if you can't afford as much, you can't purchase as much. Um, 95% of people buy at the absolute top of their purchase power. If you qualify for a million, 95% will buy at that million dollar price point or very close to it. So prices, like I said, they're already down 10%. Median and average HPI will catch up to that if we were to remain status quo. Um, rates left alone would still see another 3 to 5% price reduction in the current marketplace. Um, that's, of course, an average and median, and then the uh, HPI would follow that. But next Wednesday, July the 13th, the Bank of Canada is making another rate hike announcement and uh, all bets are in and it is widely believed that it is going to be a three quarter, a 0.75% rate hike. This is big. This is big. Even if it's 0.5, we're still going to see an additional seven to 8% decrease in purchasing power and prices. So, what does that mean? That's 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 going to push the average and median down from its all-time highs by 15 to 20%. And this is going to happen. We're going to see these numbers hit by around October of this year. HPI, you know, being a lagger, probably take until January to kind of reflect that, maybe a little bit longer. But, or unless, why would this change? Okay. If inflation starts to get under control uh, a little bit quicker than expected, you're going to see the banks either pull back or even consider reversing their overnight rate. We've, we've bottomed out as far as people being flush with cash with record low insolvencies. These are all starting to turn now. So the indicators that the rate hikes have already influenced the market, not to mention the $15 trillion that's been erased from the global markets, it's, it's already happened. It should be left alone now. They should not increase rates more. Uh, in due course, inflation will get under control based on what's already happening out there. But Bank of Canada, they're going to overcorrect because they overstimulated and they can't just kind of leave good enough alone, if you will. But... So there we go. They're going to over, sorry, they're going to overcorrect and it's going to drop. But here's what's happening is like we just mentioned, uh, buyers sales way down from the year before. And that's obviously going to continue for the upcoming months. Who is going to panic from that? The banks. Banks make money by lending money. And so they want to lend money and they want to stimulate the market and they will find a way to do this. And if you're ready, this is one a little contrarian headline, but you uh, it's a real one. And it's a real indication of what we're about to see happen more of. July 7th, this headline came out. Mortgage rates see largest decline since 2008. Mortgage rates dropped for the second week in a row, notching the largest decline since December 2008. That's an American headline. That's not Canadian, but as you can imagine, that... Uh, sentiment will come north. Banks will start to reduce rates as well when they're starting to feel the pinch from the shareholders. It's happened time and time again. And again, their job is to make money by lending money. So when they're in an environment where that makes it hard, they're going to find ways 
to make it easier. Maybe it's that 40-year AM comes back. Maybe it's 5% down on uh, rental properties, all sorts of levers that can be pulled here. So expect to hear about some mortgage rates declines in Canada within this calendar year. Okay, last bit here. Um, oh yeah, sorry, just to continue on that one, um, just so you have some, some more reference. The 30-year, because in America you can do 30-year fixed, um, it averaged 5.3% in the week ending July 7th. Um, that is down 40 basis points from the week before when it was 57 um, yes, this is significantly higher than it was a year ago, 2.9. But again, um, you're still seeing the Fed increase rates, and yet banks are finding a way to decrease theirs. Um, this is all due to their concerns of a recession, which is being called even by RBC right now. So rate cuts are coming. It's going to take a bit of time. I mean, my, if you Google rate cut 2023 right now, uh, 102 million results come up. Um, it is widely believed that the Fed will start their cuts in 2023. Is it Q1? Is it Q2? A bit far out to really be able to predict at this point. But do know that uh, if things slow down too much, you're going to see more stimulation and the cycle continues. That's it for me today. Thank you as always for watching and listening. Hope you got some value from this. Only thing I can ask today is if you have been enjoying this, please just share it with one person, some one person that you think would get some value out of this as well. Again, thanks so much and have an awesome day. Bye. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.